Hi, everyone. There are now two ways that you can donate to the Opera and Coffee podcast. You can either visit my website at www.candashaughnessy.com and then click on the contact donate page and donate to Opera and a Coffee through PayPal. You can also go to the main anchor website for this podcast and donate there. Um, all proceeds that are donated will be put into website production and into all of the other ventures surrounding this podcast, hopefully in the future paying uh, people for interviews and for their time and energy, as well as other things related to the podcast and the blog. I would like to keep this podcast and a lot of the content that I make free or as inexpensive as possible and donation would help me do that. So visit my website, click on the contact donate link and you can donate through PayPal there or you can go to the anchor slash opera and coffee podcast website and donate there. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Opera and Coffee podcast. I am your host, Candace Shaughnessy, and this is episode number 24, The Importance of Community, Theater, and Opera. And before we start, I wanted to just put in a little plug. I will be teaching the a class on business aspects of being a singer or if you're another musician it would probably apply to you too or any really performing artist um and it's called the singing biz class and you can find out more information by visiting my website www.candishaughnessy.com clicking on store and it will be listed there or you can go to my link in bio in my instagram And what this class really is, is it is a five-week course, two hours, every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you're in another time zone other than that. And it teaches you all of the business aspects of singing, specific to United States singers, by the way. And it has to do with things like taxes and your website and your online presence and marketing and pretty much everything I talk about in this podcast, I'm going to put to work teaching. And if you took a similar class with me at AMDA, this will go way more in depth. We're going to talk also about mindset and goal setting and get really, really detailed with that kind of stuff. So if you want to join us, we have a price of $270 until june 1st so if you sign up early bird you will get a 30 dollars discount and after june 1st it is 300 dollars. so i advise signing up sooner rather than later if you're interested also i'm only going to limit uh the slots i'm going to limit the slots so i would encourage you to sign up early so that you can guarantee yourself a space and hopefully i'll see you in july i would like to see you in july it would be a good time Anyway, so the importance of community, theater, and opera. So 
This is an episode I've actually wanted to do for a really, really long time because I feel like community theater and opera in some professional circles of the world of theater and opera get a really bad rap. And I just would like to kind of dispel some of that because I think these are incredibly important organizations, not only for the educational aspects, but for the community aspects of why they exist. And so that's why I want to talk about them today. And I also want to tell a little story to start this podcast because I think that it's important. And I think that it's a good thing to note. And I there are a lot of singers like me who have similar story, stories to this. I know because I sang with these people and I sang with a lot of these people and now they some of them have really substantial international singing careers and are singing under agents and or are on national tours and all sorts of stuff. So that's why I want to have this episode today because I just think that this is something that needs to be vouched for in our world. And first I want to say this. Community theater and opera tend to get a bad rap. And I think it is because you know, they're, they are definitely the theaters that tend to, a lot of times it's free to sing in these spaces or perform in these spaces. And so they're open to the community for auditions. So you will usually get a mix of people auditioning for these things. I mean, I've done community productions where, you know, a lot of the cast is professional. And I've also done a lot of community productions where most of the cast is not professional. Or I have vocal directed entire casts of people and there's a range, you know, there's people that went to school for theater or music all the way to people who just like sing for fun. And because it's an unpaid gig and because, you know, it's, um, it, it's performed with people who are essentially amateurs, which the real meaning of the word amateur, by the way, is lover of something. So, Again, I think amateurs get a bad rap as well. But the thing is, is like these these uh, organizations really, really serve a purpose in community. And I feel like as artists, sometimes people will poo-poo them and be like, "Oh, they're not professionals, and you know, they're not they're not of the right caliber, or this, that, or the other thing." And I really think that that's sad. And I'd like to change that thinking a little bit. So hopefully um, I'm preaching to the choir in this episode, but I do want to just put the point across that I am like the biggest advocate for community organizations like this. I think we need to support them. I think there need to be more of them. And I think that we, you know, we need to look at them at real, as really viable artistic institutions in our communities. So I really have four big wide reasons and there are so many more reasons than this, but these are my four big reasons in this episode as to why I think these are such important organizations. So the first reason that I think that they are very important is because these organizations, sorry for my squeaky chair, my my chair likes to squeak. I'm on a rolly chair. Um, these organizations cater to the specific needs of the area that they are in. And I usually think of my hometown Pittsburgh when I think of community theater and opera because 
there's not a whole lot of community opera left in Pittsburgh, but there is still a huge community theater, just like they're everywhere in Pittsburgh. And they're in pretty much every small town has a community theater. And I really think that's a beautiful thing because people that those community theaters serve the audience and needs of the immediate local community. So if that local community just loves, you know, let's just say they really love golden age musicals and then that theater can put them on no matter what's happening in the bigger city theaters they can make a choice to put on smaller productions of shows that a showcase their community but also serve the needs of that the audience in that community because you know people fall in love with shows for certain reasons and will pay to see those shows just because they love them. I always tell people, and this is again, another episode in the future, but there's two ways to think about um, selling tickets to a show. One is the show, like people that love the show. And the second is people who love the people in the show. And this is something that covers both of those ground rules because the people that are in the show are usually from the community or have family in the community. So it's a loved person and it's a loved show. So this is a really great thing. It can cater directly to that local audience. Number two, and this is one that's close to my heart personally, although I think that this kind of gets more airtime than it needs to in truth, even though I have strong feelings about it. But I do think that we tend to negate the fact that this is a local organization that meets the needs of the community. And this is one of the needs of the community. And so we, I would rather see this under that blanket, but I did make it a separate section just because I do think it's that important. And that is that community theaters and community operas are training grounds for young artists. When I got out of college, I was a music ed major. I had two opera roles on my resume and one was from high school <laughs> that was viable. Um, you know, and the third one, that, that kind of like didn't count. Like I was in three operas up to that point, but the, but one of them was an inappropriate role for me. That happens a lot when you're in high school. Right. And the other two were like viable, but there were two roles in my resume and I get this a lot at AMDA. I have students that'll be like, I don't have any roles or I only have two or I have, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes, man. And then you have to like build your resume up. Well, this is actually a great way to do that is to go into community theater and use it as your training ground. Um, because I didn't have any opera roles to speak of. I had never been in an opera chorus and my senior year of undergrad and I, I still think this was divine intervention, but my voice teacher had a friend who ran a community opera company and that community opera company ended up being kind of like my training ground for the next couple of years. They were the undercroft opera that does not exist anymore in Pittsburgh. Um, they, you know, gave me my first opera chorus gig. I was in the chorus of La Traviata, uh, my right when I got out of college which I don't really have a role in that show, but that was a good place to get my feet wet. And then that was the first place I really got to do roles with orchestra and learn how to act because I had not learned that in college. I mean, this was like on the job learning. And 
I didn't have to pay to be in these shows. You know, um, unfortunately, those of you who are opera singers will know that a lot of times you have to pay to sing in the world of opera. And the beauty of um, a community company is that you can just go sing and you don't have to go through this whole mess of like, I have to pay a lot of money out of my pocket to sing a role like it's a community company. You might be singing with people that are not professional singers, although most of us were at Undercroft, but like you might be singing with some people that aren't professional singers, but hey, you're all learning the same score and you're still learning the role. And there's so much value in that. And then with community theater, it's the same way. And I tell my students this at school all the time, like there's nothing wrong with doing a community theater production because like you need that role on your resume because then you can say, hey, I've done it. I've learned it. You know, I've actually done Reno Sweeney and anything goes or whatever it is, right? So, okay, so that's my second option. Third reason I think community theater is so important is that it opens the eyes of the community that it's in to other viewpoints. I mean, we have so many reasons why we choose to become artists, right? Because essentially we're all storytellers in some aspect or another, no matter what art you're making, whether you're painting a picture or you're in a play or you're in a musical or you are singing art song in a recital, like you are telling stories. And those of us that have a life career as artists or storytellers, as it were, and are talking about the human experience day in and day out and expressing ourselves, inevitably one of the parts of our job is to open the eyes of the audience member. Like, here's this different viewpoint that you didn't see before. Here is this other life that, you know, like, I love how Brene Brown actually, if by the way, if you have not watched Atlas of the Heart on HBO, you must watch it. If you have HBO Max, drop everything and watch Atlas of the Heart right now, the whole thing. And I'm sorry if you need tissues because parts of it are very sad. But anyway, so Brene Brown uses um, video clips to teach, like from movies. And I think that it's amazing because she quotes Roger Ebert's statement that movies are empathy making machines. And theater and opera are also empathy making machines. I mean, like, that is how we understand the human experience is that we watch a show or a movie or we watch an opera or whatever, or we watch a dance performance and we see ourselves in that performance as a human or we see somebody else's viewpoint and can create empathy in that situation. I mean, I really, this is kind of a little side tangent, but I really truly believe that artists, we, we downplay the importance of artists because we are the ones that create the portal for empathy. We are the ones that create this situation where people can have an experience and go, oh, me too, or wow, I didn't know that or thank you for telling me in in like a telepathic sort of way so and this is this is something that makes us uniquely human right like that's why there's paintings on cave walls all over europe and this is why you know 
we stand in awe of still the pyramids of Giza because like, it's just really unbelievable that like other humans made such incredible things. And, you know, we feel a connection to that. But anyway, that was very lofty and philosophical for this episode about community theater, but it really, it, it is part of our existence. So it's really cool when you can be in a small community somewhere, maybe that isn't connected to a big city and you are the only theater in town and you are where people go to get their entertainment and where people go to get their fix of like fine art. And you open that community up to a new viewpoint. That's incredible. That is incredible. And that is the purpose of art is to open up people's eyes to other viewpoints. So, a lot of times that is one of the few places that a small community that maybe doesn't have a ton of financial means can do that because not everyone can make it into a big city to see, you know, the opera or the ballet or the theater. We would love it if we lived in such a, you know, egalitarian society, but the truth of the United States is that we don't. And also other countries, like I have students at AMDA who come from all over the world that community theater was where they figured out they wanted to do this. And so community theaters exist literally worldwide, which I think is incredible. And, you know, that is where you figure out that A, you want to be part of this art making thing. And also you're helping expose people in that community to other viewpoints. And we just get better if we know more about each other. We really just do. And the last reason or the fourth reason, the final reason I have on in this episode as to why I think community theater and community opera are so important is that it is another gathering place. You know, I grew up a uh, Protestant and whether, you know, there's lots of different feelings about the church and I certainly understand that myself included um, with my own past with the church. However, the church is a gathering place and you have different gathering places in your community of you the school you have you know museums you have all of these gathering places where people can meet and mingle and share ideas and be in community with each other and the beautiful thing about theater is that it brings together like-minded people and anytime you create a community, you create stronger human bonds, which is important for the betterment of humanity. And, you know, we're going through a lot right now in the world. We just got, we're, we're winding down from a global pandemic that in some ways is still going on. We've got unbelievable tragedy going on, you know, overseas, unbelievable things going on in the world that are very, very sad. However, this is the type of place that we can create that people feel heard, seen, safe, can have conversations in. And I think that that's massively important because a lot of times it's so easy, especially in our media-driven world, to focus on the negative. And this kind of space is a space that in a lot of ways may focus on some negative things, but looks for solutions and looks for the positive. So anyway, that has been my episode on the importance of community theater and opera. If you would like to know more about me or you just want to say hello, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Opera and Coffee. I also have a YouTube channel that I'm 
I swear I'm going to post more stuff on eventually. And in addition to those two platforms, you can just visit my website, www.candishaughnessy.com and uh, send me an email through there. Say hi. Let me know what you need. I'm here. I'm at your service. All right, friends, sing strong.